I'm Karen. And I'm Javier. And we are, we are the, the Gov, Gov Geeks. Geeks. Welcome to our podcast, Gov Geeks Assemble. Level up your 9 to 5 on 95. Here we provide helpful strategies in geeky ways to help you get in and ahead in government. Our mission is to serve the people side of government in a fun way. We upload videos at least once a month, so please subscribe to our channel so you never miss an episode. Today we'll be talking about finding your career passion. In this video, we interview acclaimed podcaster and public servant, Shai Corman. It can be frustrating when people tell you, just follow your passion. Yeah, sure, I'd love to. Can you tell me what my passion is? Yeah, that's a little challenging, isn't it? Well, Shai will share some solid lessons you can apply to help you find your passion. Roll it. Roll it. <laughs> everyone welcome to the gov geeks this is our podcast gov geeks assemble level up your nine to five on 95 we're really excited to have a spectacular guest today shy corman so hi shy welcome hi it's an honor to be here with an amazing podcasting family oh very kind of you to say that sir so you have a fantastic podcast and you're going to talk a little bit about that as well and public service and all that Right. So, Shai, first, thank you for being here with us. We always enjoy listening to your podcasts, and we were luckily um, a part of your podcast a while back. Yeah, so thank you for that. So we wanted to uh, have you join us and learn a little bit more about you. Uh, I, you I love how you make it sound like you wanted me as a guest, because the <laughs> truth is, the moment I met you guys, which was online with both of our respective families, uh-huh. Weird Al Yankovic, at, all, at AwesomeCon, I thought you were the coolest people I'd ever met. And then when I found out you were doing all this GovGeek stuff, I was stalking you and sending you emails and saying, please come, I come on the show. Can I? So you're so kind to make it sound like you invited me. Oh, you're fantastic. Yes. And we love the, the persistency and everything. This is great. <laughs> uh, wasn't that a fun time too at AwesomeCon? Oh my God. Yeah. I love going to the con and I love going with my family. And you, you all have older kids. Mm-hmm. So it gives me hope. <laughs> that my daughters will be rocking and rolling well into their teenage years. Oh, yeah. Now, now we even got the uh, our, da- our daughter's older uh, our older daughter's boyfriend um, involved. He was uh, with our cosplay during Halloween, so he made an oh. awesome Scott Pilgrim. Yes, but... we did this whole thing with Scott Pilgrim. It was fantastic. Oh, oh. Wow, so that expanding, is awesome. Expanding the, uh, <laughs> the cosplay. The shared universe of Gub Geeks. Exactly. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, so we just wanted to kind of learn a little bit more about you. So if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, so as we talked about, first and foremost, I'm a dad and a husband and a family member. Um, I grew up in a really close knit family and, uh, that is really the core of, I think everyone in my family's identity, but I am also someone who had a career in public service and I, I love public service. And I, I know from you all that you love it too. Mm-hmm. I just, I really enjoy that experience of working on behalf of the American people and in, in, playing a role in helping our country. Uh, But I also have a ton of other passions. So, you know, one could describe me in each of those ways, but you could also say I'm a drummer and a co-songwriter, and I also draw a little bit, and I animate a little bit, and then not to mention the fact of the podcasts. Um, And so I think I have a lot of different identities (laughs) when you ask me to tell, tell you about myself. 
Well, of course, that's why we're so excited to have you join us, because really uh, being a part of the public service, being part of uh, what we're trying to do as a, as a nation and really moving our ideals forward as a country, I, I think passion is really that big thing. And you are just fantastic when it comes to following all of your passions. Right. I don't know how you have all the time I don't to know do either. this. That, that is the number that is the number one question I get from people is how do you have the time right. to do all the Are things you that you human? do? Well he's not. He's a superhero. That's right. Exactly. I, I, I have that Harry Potter thing that Hermione had in the prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> That's right. Uh I think number one, being a parent, you do develop a certain amount of superhuman abilities because once you survive sleep training yeah. you essentially are able to operate at almost no sleep yeah very true it's crazy how that works too yeah i i think another thing is that but to be more serious for a moment i think another thing is that when i first started in public service and i was so absorbed in the work and so absorbed in the excitement of it it wasn't just workaholic um, behavior it was really enjoying it i wasn't really focused enough on the outside and i actually had some great mentors who sat me down and said hey we love how hard you're working but you need to have balance mm -hmm. and when i was a younger person uh that I, that balance was not as much needed but as i've gotten older and as there are more dimensions to my life the 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 kids uh my wife my dog my family um and then like these different creative things that i've always wanted to do i i learned that not only do i need that balance but i need all of the different passions to reinforce each other so when i put the energy into podcasting when i put the energy into a really good day's work all of those things help me ramp up the energy for the next thing. So it's actually become this really nice cycle of, of I think, balance between the recreational things and the work things. Yeah, yeah no, and that, that's amazing. And it's important that you actually had mentors that yeah. told you that and guided you towards that. Because a lot of times, you know, being a hard worker and just focusing on your nine to five, you kind of lose, you know, the insight into family or the other pieces of your life that are just as important, well, more so important. Um, but it's interesting how you're able to tie those together. Um, so I think that's very commendable and definitely trying to work towards that ourselves. So, so I, you're so, you're so right. And I had, I had such great mentors. Another thing I also felt like I discovered, you know, everybody has their own management style, leadership style, but something that became very important to me that I learned from some of the amazing people I worked with, um, whether I supervised or was peers with or worked for, which is that one way to approach uh, work and, and working with people is to really embrace the whole person. And, and so that if they feel, if they feel and you feel like you can be your authentic self in your work and that the people who are investing in you as a person are also invested in you not just in the eight hours that you were there but they they care about your wellness they care about the other achievements you're seeking in life they care about your long-term career goals you're going to get a better eight hours out of anyone who feels like they're in that environment and you're probably going to get a better 10 and 15 and 16 and 20 hours because we all end up working those days too but when you know you're with people who are invested in those other aspects of your life I, I think you end up with a better uh, a better work product, a better work output. Oh, agreed. One of the things that I've always really admired about what you do is that you have intentionally designed your life 
around these areas, around things that they give you purpose, they give you energy, so you're able to have like a fulfilling career, your nine to five, and following all of your other passions as well. I, I think that that's just fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that I, I would I would love to say it's all intentional. Uh, <laughs> I think one of the other things, and I look at you both as a as an inspiration, and I hope people are looking at this, is that it's really important to find partners in life, whether they are romantic partners, whether they are creative partners, whether they are work partners. I'm fortunate that I have had all of those, but my wife, I could not in any way pursue all the passions that I have if it wasn't for my amazing wife, who herself is, by the way, an incredible, successful and hardworking professional dedicating to doing really important work. But she, I think, recognizes also that part of me being a part of the whole cosmos of our family is chasing down all of these different passionate rabbit holes. And, you know, sometimes she comes with me, but sometimes we also go to our separate corners and work on our different things. Mm -hmm. uh, but she's just an amazing person. I almost, you know, cause I'm a podcast host. I sort of want to ask you guys a question if that's okay. Yeah. Is that, is that okay? Yeah. Uh, but you can't take the host out. I, I'd love to know from you all, you're a, uh, again, you're an amazing family. Uh, you're married, you're married for a long time. Uh, how do you all manage in a household where you're both in public service, you're both doing um, uh, podcasts, you're both doing GovGeeks together? What is that experience like, and how do you how do you motivate each other during the tough moments? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I'll, for me, it's a lot of really spending the time to focus, you know, on the task at hand and trying not to get too far into which we can, right? Oh, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. And it's all not really compartmentalizing, but really like, okay, prioritizing. Gotta do this for the job, gotta go travel. Um, you know, a lot of travel is involved many times. And what we do is we just focus on each other. And he definitely motivates me a lot because sometimes I'm like, I'm so tired. I just got off a flight or just had a long day, but then he re-energizes re me and then I get all excited to, you know, do a podcast after work or do a podcast after, you know, and, and kudos to him because then he'll go and he'll start editing and putting everything together and then I'm out. I'm like asleep because I'm like, I, need, I need some sort of rest a little bit. And then we just kind of, and we, the girls, the girls have been amazing as far as they help us um, throughout the house like yeah. you know today that you know they took dry cleaning for us so we all kind of pitch in as a as a family yeah, for each other yeah so you guys are actually the incredibles <laughs> <laughs> never so thought of it that way but... so it just seems that like following your passion has just been a fantastic thing in your life there are little things that you're working on at any given time and those things tend to build up and and they and without you even realizing it, they amount to either a skill set, or uh, an area of expertise, or a relationship with a mentor that you didn't that you didn't know was going to play in in later. I've had the great fortune of I've worked for I worked for someone over ten years uh, over fourteen years ago, and then twelve years later when I left government ended up being, by sheer coincidence, the, per the next person I, that was the first person I worked for when I left government. And so you never know when you're, uh, when a, a particular relationship or skill set that you're developing. So I would say for, for your listeners, for the people watching, when you're thinking about your career in government and when you're thinking about a career in public service, you, you don't always know 
what is what is going to play a role in that bigger adventure you're having. Some people do. Actually, some people know I want to be an X job by the time I'm 42. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> I, had, I had a lot of stuff planned out. <laughs> I take things at much out. more of a few years at a time approach, always focusing on things, two really important things, always focusing on doing things that I love because that's when I tend to do really well is when I put my whole heart into my work. And the other thing is when I moved to Washington, D.C., and I went to graduate school to study foreign policy and and, and policy work, and I I left home. I, I went to college in the town I grew up in. So I left home, and I was talking to my sister, Lily, the waffle, and I was talking to Lily, and I said to Lily, I was asking, I was sort of thinking out loud, oh, this is going to be really weird. And Lily said, always approach situations and new people as situations where you have something to learn. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like that approach for people who are looking at a, work, uh, a career in public service, they should real uh, that that is a valuable that is such a valuable lesson because. You may go into a job in public service where you're the expert um, engineer or policy person or um, uh, or uh, uh, engineer or policy person or, or, or specialist in your particular area. And uh, you may want to only focus on that thing. But truthfully, to have, a, I think, a long and lengthy, fulfilling career, if you want to, especially if you'd like to go in, into a management role, you really need to learn a, a 360 view of that that experience. And so I remember I sat at the foot of the, the amazing woman who is the executive director of my bureau uh, in government, which is the management office that handles the HR and the budget. And and I and even though that was not in any way the field of study I was in, I, I literally stood at the foot as a student and just said, you know, teach me. And uh, when many years later, a decade later, when I would be uh, working in management jobs, I realized what an incredible foundation that gave for me for for uh, contributing to federal service, but also for times when you need to make when you need to affect change in a positive way in federal government. People always talk about, oh, it takes so long. Well, I think if you make an effort to learn many different aspects of the system and be well-rounded mm-hmm. your ability to a understand how it works and be empathize with the people that are in those other positions really enhances and that makes you a great asset to everyone around you yeah that that is such a crucial point you just made because so many times you know, you have entry-level um, individuals who are, I, you know, I have my career in political science, I have my, you know, degree, and I'm going for this specific career track. And that's, you know, they have the blinders on, and that's all they're going to, you know, go for. Instead of thinking, you know, a little bit open-minded and, you know, okay, well, let's get your foot in the door, or, you know, let me get my foot in the door and then go from there and see where I could, you know, fit. And you don't want to pigeonhole yourself too quickly because like you said, if you're on that fast track and you're just focusing on one thing, you're just focusing on your own you know, idea and your tasks at hand rather than thinking, well, when I do this, how, is, how does that impact that team? Or if I, you know, by what budget is doing, how does that trickle down to me? And so by understanding all those pieces to the puzzle, you're so right where if you want to move up, 
you have to have that bird's eye view to kind of better understand and be a better, you know, public servant and manager or any other, any, any position that yeah. you're going to have. I mean, government is designed intentionally to have separation of duties. So you have these pieces that are working well enough and you have internal controls and responsible areas for each of the work that's going on and everything. And the more that you know about how all the pieces work, the easier it is for you to understand how the full machine runs and operates. And I, I think, Jai, you even said something fantastic as well, just again about um, that, that time period where you, you learn, you apply, you grow in certain areas and you take it a little bit at a time. And in doing so, you may find out, oh, hey, this is a fantastic thing. Maybe I want to learn a little bit more about this, or maybe mm -hmm. I want to explore this concept oh, yeah. right there. And your career just grows. I, 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 absolutely. I can't, I, I didn't know that this was the lesson when I was going into <laughs> government, but I think one of them, and Karen touched on this, which is getting your foot in the door. There's one thing is to learn and specialize in your area of government, which I think is extremely important, but there's another thing, which is just simply learning the business of government. Mm -hmm. You're talking about this, you know, multi-million dollar organization that is beholden to the American people and it is unlike anything else in the world and it, it it's humbling and it's important to go and learn all those different aspects of it and and regardless of where you end up specializing mm -hmm. it's important to learn how that works and i, th I think uh, the work that you all are doing in, in GovGeeks by helping prepare people for government service writ large and inspiring people to government service writ large and doing it in a really fun way <laughs> and, and 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 i'll be honest to someone like me who likes to bring his family to Comic-Cons, who likes to podcast, who likes to draw, it's inspiring to someone like me to say, hey, there are people who are living in these worlds and living, but but they are able to coexist in a really positive way. So mm -hmm. I think, again, seeing you all embracing the GovGeeks and embracing the cons and embracing all the cool geek culture things that you do, but at the same time telling people how to write an amazing federal resume, like that is... That is literally walking the walk of being a, a balanced, uh, a balanced person. It's totally just like you know who we are. It's a, a passion that that we're following. So I'm so happy that 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 really connects and resonates with you, because uh, it, it really again we're just really wanted to add some value uh, for folks that are out there. There's this like stereotype of what government employees are, bureaucracy, and you know all of that sort of stuff, red tape. Well, I was hoping you could run a play for us. We are in a really big hurry. Sure. What's the plate? Two nine T number. Two nine T H D zero three. Two. Um, but really, at the end of the day, it's just people who care passionately about what their country is doing and what they can do to help. And they're just trying to do the best job that they can. Right. Yeah, I think one of the my favorite parts of being in government service was just taking the oath. Right. Just those words. And yeah. I think sometimes we need to be reminded of the oath as public servants who have been in there for a while and remember that feeling of, oh, my gosh, you know, this is this is amazing. And I'm serving such a greater purpose here and part of something huge. And I get to do my part. And it's just it's it's really amazing. And focusing on that, I think, is. Is and, uh, abs absolutely and I and I think 
And I think it's important to have these types of conversations so people realize the passion that people in public service really have for their work. I think there are probably some negative stereotypes out there about government workers that I, I, based on my experience in government, really aren't true. And I think there are more folks like you guys, like me, like a lot of the people I grew up working with in the government than there are of the stereotypes that people like to put out there. Mm -hmm. Now, I have a question for you. So Friday Night Movie is about movies and television and pop culture. It is not about government at all. <laughs> but but we pride ourselves on being able to bring in and connect with anyone. And so oh, I have I a, a surprise question for you oh, all. Oh, my God. <laughs> which is, in the realm of pop culture, music, uh, music, movies, television, although this is really probably movies and television, are there public servants who resonate with you either because they are the opposite of what you'd ever want to be or there is a thread that reminds you of them or that like they really are an icon for you who do you have i think yeah. easy easy the oh. west wing is that, that what that's you think? yours okay that's yours. yeah all right no, my, my <laughs> love the west wing oh so good every that is like the ultimate show like there's there's plenty of great things that are out there, especially now on like Hulu, Prime, Netflix, all of that sort of stuff. But for me, yeah, just like The West Wing, it's just it's always going to be there. Rob Lowe's character, Sam Seaborn, oh, he's oh so yeah. good. Martin Sheen, he could I, go, I could go on. Right, <laughs> yeah, all of them, they're, they're fantastic. Well, I mean, The West Wing is great. So I love it. But mine would have to be Agent Carter. Now, I, I got to know why Agent Carter? Yeah. I mean, I know why Agent Carter, but why for you? So for me, it's just she symbolizes that, you know, going through a agency that's very male-dominated and tends to not think that a female can do all the things that she can do. And she kind of just broke that mold and just set an example that, you know, she can not only do it, but she can do it better. What do you think? Yes, I think it works. That, 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 that's amazing. That's a great choice. I thought for, for me, the obvious choice is Leslie Nope, Amy Poehler's Leslie Nope. Yeah. So I'm refreshed that you guys had different answers that were amazing. I'll just say that Leslie Nope, aside from her dedication to public service, there is one particular episode where the gang goes camping, which is the episode that got me into the show. It's the episode that made me fall in love with the show. And she has just had this major success. And she's now trying to bring everybody together to do a brainstorming exercise. And I, lo I love doing brainstorming exercises. Mm -hmm. And she's stressed about having achieved this major thing with the Harvest Festival. And she's worried of like, where am I gonna get the next ideas? Or how am I gonna fill up this binder full of ideas? Right. And I feel like that is such an awesome, A, that someone in public service is behaving that way, that they're so dedicated. Mm -hmm. But also I think all of us, any professional identifies with that moment of you have this great moment of success and then you're like, oh boy, okay. I gotta do it again and better. <laughs> yeah. right, and right, to right, me, nice. that is, amongst all of the other things about Leslie Nope, is the thing yes. that has, will always make her my number one. 
Yeah. Yes, and, and the girls were really nice. They got me a Funko Pop of uh, Leslie Nope that I have there in, in my office as well. So yeah. Yeah, I would say almost Leslie Nope would be a hybrid of both of us, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it, which is really interesting. I think we've had this conversation before. It's almost like this weird hybrid of both of us. But yeah, so it's interesting that you should see the binders and all the things that that Karen creates. Her like her her schedules, her all of that. Jamming on my planner. Yeah, yeah. she she loves that. She's so good at all of that. That is that's that's um that's amazing. I I think at when we when we look back to oh at All Star at All Star Comic Con where we all hung out, mm -hmm. my sisters bought me as a thank you for all. I do a lot of the editing, Javier. I know how you feel, yeah. and they got me a Ron Swanson pop, oh, who is not is not really anything like me, but he's Ron Swanson. Well, so like, like Ron Swanson is like fantastic. You know, I will have that third steak after all. Yeah. <laughs> Give me all of the eggs and bacon. No, I'm not sure you understood me. I mean, all of the eggs and bacon. That's right. That's awesome. Well, I, I love so much how, you, again, you're, you're talking about like the, this, this full life that, that you're leading and, then, and everything that you're doing to kind of bring connection and passion to what you have. And it's fantastic because also in your public service, you came in as a presidential management fellow and then went all the way to the GS-15, which is essentially as high as you can go. Uh, so you just you started in and you had this huge arc. Is there anything that you would like to leave everyone with, with a, you know, how, how you can do something like that as well in, in their career and their lives? So first of all, the Presidential Management Fellow is an, a fellowship is an amazing program. Not everyone I, not, has the opportunity to get into that, so that's a big deal. It, 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 it's a it's a tremendous opportunity if you're in. I believe in graduate school, it's something to look uh, look into, and uh, it offers you a tremendous amount of, I think versatile experiences, especially in your first two years during the fellowship. And so, in fact. During my time as a PMF, I had an amazing boss, my first boss in, in the federal government. He was incredible, and he absolutely was committed. He said to me when he sat down, he said, I love that you're joining this team. He said, I'm going to help you get I'm going to help. I've helped you get this job, and I'm going to help you get your next job. And so when I was at PMF, he also helped me pick my rotations such that they would be ones that would have an influence on my career, even though I didn't really know what influence they were going to be have. Uh, and so, so I think that a uh, getting into a fellowship or that type of program is a great way to start. Um, but it really comes back to having that well-rounded experience and learning all of the pieces of what it means to be a public servant and not just the area of specialty of your job, because I think one of the reasons I was able to move along into management as quickly as I did, you know, there's the obvious hard work, but I think there was also the fact that I invested in other elements of my profession that were beyond just the technical. The one that I think I, I, it, there's never enough but I was, I was very fortunate to have really good opportunities with this is leadership training. Mm -hmm. I think well before you're ever going to manage people, well before you're ever going to manage budgets and well before you're ever going to lead officially, it is important to go and take leadership training courses that not only teach you the check the box skills of how to be a leader in federal government, but that have an element of self-reflection and give you the opportunity to receive, in particular, this is like really specific, but to, to receive anonymous feedback on how you are as a leader and, and a 
and a manager and as a peer. All of the leadership courses I took uh, in my agency required you to do an anonymous feedback survey, a 360 survey, and as many lessons as I could learn in the official textbook, I learned as many from reading honest feedback, both positive and room for improvement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think seeking those out years before you're ever an official management position will help everybody in the federal government. And I think will help you also contribute more to the overall role of public service, which is serving the public. Of course. Point, yeah. I, I mean, if you're planting a tree and the tree is starting to sprout up, there's ways that you can guide the tree to make sure that it grows straight and strong, rather than if it's growing a little bit crooked, and then you gotta like figure out how to you know get it to adjust. It's a lot harder at that point because you're established and you're set in your ways. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And seek out good mentors. And and it's okay to have and it's okay to work for people that you don't like or you don't like elements of the way they do things. That also teaches you. It may not be wrong, but it teaches you what is not going to be your way. Yeah. Right. And that's that's a valuable lesson. Don't don't run from experiences that make you uncomfortable. Yeah. If there's a situation that's extra challenging or a peer that does things completely different than you, it may not be your way in the end. But take some time to appreciate that and and learn about it. And I think all of those things will help you be that well-rounded, that 360 degrees um, uh, person. And I think all those things contributed to my arc professionally. Awesome. Yeah, I call those experience the AFCOs. I don't know if you ever heard this acronym. No, but that's great. I love the the sound of it already. Yeah, let's hear it. Another, uh, I'll I'll be um, PG on here. Another freaking growth opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely right. I, I used to say in particular to a PMF. So I have since supervised a number of PMFs and there was a particular PMF who I am, I think is just one of the greatest public servants I know. And when she was in her early phases and I'd show up to her with like a huge project and say, oh, well, the good news is, is this is a rite of passage. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, I, I think another thing is is to is to be cool with your peers. Th- these are people you, you ideally are going to be working with for a long time. Be respectful, listen, be there for people. Uh, uh, I have, you know, my buddies that I started with in federal service are still among the people that I go to to, to think through a problem mm-hmm. or if I'm thinking of a a, a a move in my career, whether it's to a different job or to ask for a new set of responsibilities, there are there are folks that I'm able to bounce things off of, and I, I think it's important to have a squad, mm-hmm. yep. and um, and that that's a really valuable thing too. Yeah, absolutely. So I was able to capture seven here uh, of great tools, tips, strategies, etc. So just for for everyone playing at home, let's go ahead and see if we can recapture them correctly. Um, of course, we, we talked about the importance of having good mentors, people to help you along the way, and, and seeking them out early and continuing them throughout your your career. Uh, number two, following your passion, things that you have a, a real strong care for that that you're willing to put your all into leads to a lot of quality work and, and happiness as well. Number three, uh, develop learning relationships. You had some great things where you were talking about just going and and sitting at the feet of some really brilliant people and learning from them, but also learning from colleagues and from peers as much as you can. So having this like learning mindset or growth Mm -hmm. mindset. Uh, Number four, learn how government operates. 
uh, yes. get a good understanding of all the you know the tools and the widgets, etc., that really move and turn government forward. Uh, number five, take leadership courses. Uh, invest in your own growth and your own leadership. Invest. That's invest. Key. Yeah. Whether or not you are an official frontline supervisor, manager, etc., get it as early as possible. Start the path as soon as you can. Uh, number six, uh, learn from challenging experiences. And Karen, of course, had that awesome accident, <laughs> <laughs> which is really good. But yeah, just because an experience isn't the best one doesn't necessarily mean that that's something that's not valuable and not something that you can't learn from. So that, that's very good. And then number seven, support your peers. Uh, and I think just, just following up on that one, uh, I mean, really, it, your peers at different stages of your career will continue to grow in their career as well. So it's just interesting how, you know, on one day you're kind of just, you know, at this entry level or if you're at an internship. And then a few years later, you know, you, you both are running your different branches, your different divisions, and you have those strong relationships that you can continue throughout your career as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Did I miss any? <laughs> Uh, I would just say, as far as learning experiences, my addendum, my asterisk, is that, and, and I and I say this as, again, ha I was a manager for uh, seven years in federal government, and I've been, oh, I've been one for a while now. Uh, I have learned as much or more from the people that I've supervised as well. And I think it's really important to always, it, it's you, you should learn from your peers, you should learn from those mentors. But who are on your team are also incredible teachers as well and will teach you a lot about yourself if you allow yourself to be in that situation. The Jedi is now the master. <laughs> oh, look out. I love that. <laughs> so we know about Friday Night Movie. I mean, how can people find out more about you, about your podcast? You know, how, how would so, the, the GovGeeks community connect with you? Uh, Friday Night Movie has become this incredible, uh, incredible experience uh, for us. And you can follow it at FridayNightMoviePod.com uh, or on Instagram and Twitter at Fry, like F-R-I, Night Movie. And then if you want to focus specifically on my artistic endeavors, that is Pancake for Table. That's Pancake and the number four table, Pancake for the Table, uh, uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And just in short, what people always ask me, what does pancake for the table mean? Pancake is really a metaphor for all of those passions. When you're a little kid, you can eat as many pancakes as you want because you're little. That's right. You can eat a box of cereal on Saturday morning. Nothing's going to stop you. When you get older, not such a good idea to eat all of the pancakes every day. <laughs> but what better way than to still enjoy and plug into those things that you love than to order a pancake for the table? And so, I believe I coined this term, although other people use it sometimes because I've been using it for a very long time. But I always knew that when I had an artistic identity that the pancake was going to be it and the pancake for the table was going to be it because for me it has been this uh, metaphor for staying connected to those passions. Awesome. That um, is cool. Well, everyone out there in the GovGeeks community, please make sure you follow uh, Shy in all of these different areas. Please make sure that you're subscribing. We do. We listen to it. It's just great stuff. If you happen to be at a Comic-Con and you see them there, please go say hi. I mean, we have Oh, yeah. Come join. The, come be on the show. We love bringing people into the Potter and family, as we call it. <laughs> Which is really cool. 
Uh, it's very nice that you're open uh, about all of that. Um, and so for everyone else out there, thank you so much for watching. We really appreciate your engagement and your time. Uh, if you like this interview, please go ahead and click subscribe or follow it on uh, podcasts as well. You can subscribe there uh, as well. Follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, as well as Facebook. We're on as many social media <laughs> platforms as we could possibly find. Um, but yeah, connect with us. I mean, this, the conversations like this, I think, really are fantastic ways of moving our profession forward, moving public service forward. So this is just really, really good. Uh, Karen, any closing thoughts? No, just thank you again. Your insight was, you know very uh, informational and I think it's going to be important for our listeners to hear your take on public service and your passion merging those two. You're an extreme talent and we're so happy we were able to meet you in the um, or we're happy that Weird Al brought us together. <laughs> Weird Al brings people awesome. together. So I'm always talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely has been a pleasure and we look forward to uh, speaking with you again. Oh. Absolutely, and we will have to have you on Friday Night Movie again sometime soon. Awesome. Oh, cool, yeah. Because, again, there's a special niche of family-based podcasts, <laughs> and uh, I feel, you know, we're, we're all part of that Potter family. So thank Absolutely. you guys for having me. Absolutely. Nine. THD03. T. HD03. H. D03. D. Mm hmm. Zero three. Zero. Three. Hmm. Hey, Flash, want to hear a joke? No! Sure. Mm. Okay. What do you call? A three-humped camel. I don't know what do you call a... Three-humped camel. Three-humped camel. Pregnant. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Ah. Uh. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, very funny, very funny. Can we please just focus on the text? Hey, wait, wait, wait. Priscilla. Oh, no! Yes? Flash? What <gasps> do no. you call? A three-humped camel? Uh, Pregnant! Okay, great, we got it. Please, humped. just... Arr!